Welcome to the Battle Cry Podcast with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. You can watch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Convention of States Facebook and Rumble channels. Hey everyone, Mark Meckler here. Welcome to a special edition of the Sunday Night Battle Cry. Why is it special? Because it's the end of the year and it's one of my favorite times of the year. I love the holidays at the end of the year because I love that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I think it's important to remember that that's the reason for the season. <laughs> it's not just so you can buy gifts for everybody, but in all honesty, I have a gifting problem. My family requires me to say every year, my name is Mark and I have a problem because I like to buy too many gifts for people. Every year I say I'm gonna cut back, but the tree was uh, just full of gifts under the tree this year again. It was a great Christmas for our family. I hope it was a great Christmas for your family. And that sense of generosity that you feel when you're giving to your family. I know a lot of you do a lot of charity out there. I hope you'll consider doing some for Convention of States. Uh, it takes money to run the organization. We run a lean organization. This is the office. There is no big office in Washington, D.C. All the money that we get, we put on target in the states, supporting the grassroots, doing what we've got to do to make the country a better place to save the republic. You can give to COS uh, by texting the word give COS, G-I-V-E-C-O-S, to 888-444-8774. That's give COS to 888-444-8774. When you're generous like that, it supports the Citizen Grassroots Army, the biggest one in America. You know we're doing the work you want us to do, so we appreciate your generosity. Uh, we're going to roll right into this year in review. First, we're going to start with just like I did, uh, Merry Christmas. I also want to say Happy Hanukkah. I know Hanukkah's passed, uh, but I wasn't here with you all for Hanukkah. So Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Uh, and those things are both, to me, uh, important. Okay, I'm a Christian, so the birth of Jesus Christ is fundamentally important to me. I'm also Jewish by birth on both sides of my family. Hanukkah, the celebration of Hanukkah to me this year was especially important. Uh, Hanukkah is not one of the high holidays in the Jewish faith. And so it's not as widely celebrated in the, in um, Europe or in especially in uh, Israel as it is here in the U.S. Uh, but it was very meaningful this year in Israel because of what's going on over there. Of course, with the war against Hamas, the war, I think, against Western civilization. And when you look at the real symbolism of Hanukkah, Hanukkah was uh, the Jewish people, the Maccabees, rebelling against the broader culture, trying to force them to give up their own beliefs and integrate into the broader culture. And I think that's what we're called to do today as conservatives, as Christians, as Jews, as people of the book, is to resist being absorbed by the culture, to stand apart and to say, no, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We're not going to go along with the broader culture. And so I think Hanukkah was particularly important this year. So again, Merry Christmas, uh, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Hanukkah. If you celebrated Hanukkah, a lot of my friends did, Christian and Jewish. Uh, and Happy New Year from me and Patty, our family and the entire COS family to you. It is a time of year for reflection over the past year, but also for looking forward to the new year. So let's start with the year in review. I'm going to do some, some brief stuff on the year in review some interesting stuff that happened this year. It was a really good year for Convention of States. So let's start with some of that. Uh, first, I actually want to start with uh, the Matt Walsh rally to end childhood uh, mutilation. That started early in the year. That was in Nashville. I attended that. A lot of you attended that. A lot of you watched it online. It led to something incredible, which was I think it was the first passage of legislation in the country to end childhood mutilation. 
The Tennessee legislature did that. I was very proud to be there to speak at that rally and to be part of that. A lot of you have been involved in, in the fight for parental rights, the fight against childhood mutilation, the fight against gender ideology, and all the crazy alphabet soup agenda out there, the fight against CRT. For those of you that have been engaged in that fight, I think the tide is turning. We celebrated many victories this year. You have all been involved in this fight at many levels across the country. We need to stay in that fight looking into 2024, but we need to take a deep breath and congratulate ourselves. All due credit to God for what happened in 2023 with that fight. I think actually turning, I think 2023 is going to be seen as the pivotal year when that fight actually turned towards sanity. Also, Convention of States activists were involved all across the country in passing incredible legislation, pro-life legislation, pro-Second Amendment legislation, legislation to end childhood mutilation, election integrity legislation. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot more secure election in 2024 than we saw in 2022 or even 2020 because of a lot of efforts of grassroots activists like you all over the country. I'm looking forward to a much cleaner election than we've seen in the past. That doesn't mean we let our guard down. It means we put our guard up even higher. Uh, we keep the spidey sense up, keep our eyes open. We keep our ears to the ground and we watch for fraud wherever it might be found. And we do our best to prevent that fraud. But congratulations to all of you that were involved in efforts to pass legislation to prevent that stuff all over the country. In August, you might remember, and if you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. The simulated convention in Williamsburg, Virginia it was incredible. Delegates came in, commissioners came in from all over the country, but 49 of the 50 states, amazingly, I would say providentially, Rhode Island did not show. That's the state that did not show up for the Constitutional Convention in 1787, so it seems somewhat appropriate. We didn't plan it that way. Uh, they had their commissioner bail out at the last minute. We just couldn't get a replacement. So we had 49 of the 50 states represented. If you have, haven't had a chance to watch this, go to conventionofstates.com forward slash simulation. Uh, you can watch the short video about it. You can watch the more lengthy video about it. We have most of the final day of deliberations are online there. It was incredible. It gave me not only hope, but confidence in the process. As I saw in the first simulation, what I watched were people who were really good people come and rise to the level of greatness. Men and women who've never necessarily had the opportunity to be what I would call great statesmen and stateswomen rose to the occasion, treated the whole thing with the seriousness that was due, and really gave a great simulation of the American people. Another thing that happened out of that simulation is we we're really privileged to have commissioners participate in seven states from the Heritage Foundation. Some of them are Heritage Fellows, some of them are Heritage Scholars from Washington, D.C., but they came in from around the country and participated as actual commissioners. And it was really fun to watch them get integrated with all of the legislators that came in from all over the country to get into the debates, to understand the policy nuance. They brought some special policy expertise. And in the end, I think they all had a great time. And they came away convinced, so convinced, in fact, that just a couple of months ago, we received the very coveted endorsement of the Heritage Foundation. Heritage is the 800-pound gorilla in any room in the conservative movement, probably, I think, for sure, the largest conservative policy organization in the United States of America, led by our good friend Kevin Roberts, who was here at Texas Public Policy Foundation before he went back to head Heritage. I think he's taken Heritage in a very positive direction. 
and Heritage is now an official endorser of Convention of States, as is the president of Convention of States, I'm sorry, of uh, Heritage himself, Dr. Kevin Roberts. So that was a big deal for Convention of States to get that. It's been many years in the works. We've worked with them long and hard to do our best to give them our perspective on what it means to call a Convention of States and why it would be positive for the country. And now they're on board. Right around the same time, I'm sure you were all watching, Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana became the Speaker of the House in some incredible maneuvering. And what I would say is God's hand very obviously in it, a very devout man, a very good Christian man. Representative Mike Johnson was elected unanimously by the Republican caucus to be the Speaker of the House. Really incredible to see that happen. I'm very excited about that because specifically, other than being a great guy, Mike Johnson is a longtime supporter of Convention of States. In Louisiana, he gave a pivotal floor speech when we won in the Louisiana House of Representatives. So he's on record for a very long time, including a couple of weeks before he was elected speaker in a hearing where he spoke very strongly in favor of the idea of Convention of States. So what that shows me with Heritage coming on board, with Mike Johnson being elected speaker, it shows that there's an incredible amount of momentum going into 2024. In 2024, what I expect is I'm going to be on the road more than ever. I'm on the road a lot already. I love being on the road. It's not that I love being away from home. I love my wife. I love the dogs. I love being here with the kids and family, but I love being out there with you guys. And I love being in the thick of the fight and I'm going to be traveling a lot. And in addition to me traveling, we have the continuing privilege of having Rick Santorum as a senior advisor traveling for us. He's going to be all over the country. We're going to have Mike Ferris traveling for us. He's going to be all over the country. I expect a lot of great stuff to happen in 2024. 2024, we're going to see a bunch of new states pass, and we're going to see a bunch of what we would call F3 legislation pass. In 2024, we renamed non-COS legislation as F3 legislation. That stands for federalism, freedom, and fundamental rights. And our state teams also submit the things that they would like to work on in their own states, and then we vet those things, make sure they're good and legitimate, good pieces of legislation. And then we provide the support, the training, and the infrastructure necessary to help our grassroots help get those pieces of legislation passed. So we're going to be doing that all over the country. And hopefully, you're going to get involved in that. You're going to go to conventionofstates.com. You're going to click on that Take Action tab after you sign the petition. You're going to volunteer for a state team. And you're going to do more than just Convention of States in the states where it hasn't passed. You're going to get Convention of States passed in the states where it has passed. You're going to make sure you protect our rear guard against rescission. And then you're going to get involved in all these F3 activities. I think these are fundamental things that you personally can do in the new year to make sure that we save the Republic. I get asked all the time if we're going to save the Republic, uh, whether or not we can save the Republic. And my answer is very honest, which is, I don't know. There's a lot of darkness out there. There's a lot of bad things going on, but our job is to be in the fight. Our job is not to win the fight. That's up to God what happens. Our job is just to be out there fighting. There's a couple of quick questions to close the year I want to answer before I get into my final closing. Uh, I do want to remind you, text GIVECOS, G-I-V-E-C-O-S, to 888-444-8774 to support the cause. That's Give COS to 888-444-8774. Make sure you get involved by going to conventionofstates.com, sign the petition, and click the Take Action tab so that you can actually be involved. A couple of questions real quick. Uh, one is, why is uh, COS uh, opposed by the John Birch Society? 
And the John Birch Society is a whole hog against COS. And I'm going to layer this a little bit. Number one, I want to tell you that they're against it because they use it as their number one fundraising mechanism. And yeah, that's appalling and it's offensive and it's disgusting and all of the above. In other words, you have the Marxists taking over the United States of America. You have the baby killers passing uh, anti-life legislation in the states where they can get that done. You have the communists on the march in D.C. and in state governments all across the country. You got our educational institutions falling to the communists and the John Perch Society places a massive amount of effort and resources for such a small insignificant organization at attacking COS. And I think really the main reason is they make money on it. They like to pretend that they're the only real conservative organization in the United States of America. And it's truly appalling. I would say uh, number two reason they're against it is because they have been against it for a very long time. And they're just not willing to change that position. Have they always been against it? No. And this is important to note. Founders, early founders, early leaders of the John Birch Society were totally pro the use of Article 5. They'll lie to you and tell you that they were not. But this is on record all over the internet. You can find them. They're pushing something called the Liberty Amendment. They're pushing it using asking states to propose this amendment, to go into convention and propose amendment, and also asking the federal government, Congress, to propose that amendment. Finally, I would say that they're anti-Article 5, anti-the-use of Article 5, because they're just plain dishonest. Now, if you'd asked me about this five years ago, I wouldn't have said the same thing six, seven years ago. But at this point, we've literally refuted every single thing they've ever said. It's on our website. You can look at it if you want to. They are now misleading people intentionally for fundraising purposes or whatever. I don't, I don't really know exactly why. I'm just surmising that. Uh, they talk about the runaway convention. A runaway convention is absolutely impossible. It takes 38 states to ratify anything. There's no way 38 states will ratify anything that you or I wouldn't like. Uh, the convention has guardrails on it. That is the application passed by the 34 states. 34 states would be a supermajority passing that same application. The idea that there could be a runaway convention is absurd, ridiculous, has been refuted many times and is refuted by the leading scholars in the field. Unfortunately, the John Birch Society relies upon Chief Justice Warren Burger's statements. This is the leftist Chief Justice that gave us Roe versus Wade. They actually rely on a lot of leftists for the things that they say. Pretty ironic for a group that calls them conservatives. So that's just a quick primer on the John Birch Society on COS. There's much more on our website. Uh, that was from CJR769. Oscar Mike says, can you post a list of Israeli businesses for us to support that are in Israel? Uh, Oscar Mike, I'll try to find one of those and post it soon. I'm not aware of that existing. I'm sure it does exist out there. Uh, I go online and I just look for Israeli businesses and I've been buying from as many Israeli businesses as I can. Uh, Big Bull Nelson <clears throat> says, why aren't you lobbying congressmen to take the actions, term limits, balanced budget that you claim you want state governments to take? You know, my experience, uh, Big Bull, is because Congress isn't going to do it. I've talked to congressmen. You would have to get two thirds of Congress to do it. I go, we can't get we can't get half of Congress, 51%, to do simple things that we think are good, let alone getting them to propose amendments to restrain the federal government. That means you would need not only all of the Republicans, but a whole bunch of Democrats to do the same thing. And you're not going to get it. We don't get all of Republicans. So what we don't like to do is lobby, ask people to lobby to do things that we don't believe people are going to do. Do I encourage Congress to do it? Of course I do. 
Do I believe they're going to? They never have. So I think it would be foolish to believe they're going to now. All right, again, I, uh, I want to close out the year here. First of all, I want to tell you, text give COS to 888-444-8774. That's give COS to 888-444-8774. And I want to leave you with this. When you come to the end of the year and you look back, I hope that you reflect mostly on the things that bring you joy. Every year contains the dark and the light, and we have a choice upon which we focus. And I choose to focus upon the light. Even in the darkest room, a candle will light the entire room, a single candle. So I choose to be that candle. I choose to focus on that candle. And I hope that you'll do the same as you move forward into the new year. Focus on the light points in the last year and focus on being the light in the new year. There are going to be some hard-fought battles out there in the new year. It's going to be a hard-fought election. There's going to be hard-fought battles in the legislatures for COS. But remember, we don't control the outcome. What we do control is who we trust. For me, that starts with our Lord and Savior, our God. I trust in God. God is in control of everything, and I trust that just explicitly and implicitly. Number two, we control what we do, what our actual actions are. So I control when I get up in the morning how I spend my day. What I control what I actually do. Do I fly out and visit a legislature? Maybe even one that's a long shot. Do I get on the phone with grassroots? Do I record these videos? Do I work early in the morning and late at night because that's what it takes to be successful? I control the things that I do. Nobody can make me do anything and really nobody can keep me from doing anything. It's in my control what I do. Finally, it's in my control how I respond to what happens. Most of life happens to us. It's not about what we do. It's not about the choices we make. There's so much in our lives that's outside our control. What we do control in those circumstances are how we react to those things, what our state of mind is, what our emotions are, what our attitudes are, what we do in response to the things that happen to us. So as you go into the year, remember those things you can control, who you trust. Hopefully that begins with God. You maybe have a spouse you trust, family you trust, friends you trust. I have a pretty big circle of trust. I'm really blessed that way. A lot of friends out there, a lot of you among them. Uh, so you control that. You control what you do. What are you going to set your sights on in the coming year? How hard are you going to work? What are you going to commit to? What kind of volunteer activities are you going to engage in? And finally, what's your attitude about how, what happens? If you work on those three things, and then remember that you're not in control of the outcome, only God is, I guarantee you, you're going to have a good year in 2024. With that, I want to close the year. I want to wish you all the best new year you could possibly have. And I will see all of you on the next Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. Thank you for listening.